Hey gang, it's me, Sean Capri. Uh, we're going to get right into the show, but I just realized as I was thanking all of our new patrons at patreon.com slash makeusbetter, I failed to mention Forward Pass Thinking. Forward Pass Thinking, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Now on with the show. Episode 153 of We The Gamer Cast comes to you all every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and mother-loving YouTube. I'm home alone. It's E3 day. Xbox is about to do their whole thing today. You, by the time you're hearing this on Monday, it would have been yesterday. Today is just as exciting. Uh, tons of stuff going on. Square Enix and Sony and everybody's doing their E3 stuff, so I'm a little jazz. Chelsea took the baby to my parents' house. I am here with the dogs and you, and I'm so pumped. I got a lot of that nervous energy kind of going on, like that good nervous, like, like, holy crap, this is such a great opportunity for the channel, and I'm going to be streaming with uh, Mr. Badbit himself, and and Mr. Luke Lore, and Mr. Dave Moore. Um, I don't know why, Joseph Moran, I don't know why I didn't just say your name. <laughs> Guys, I'm so, that's how nervous I am, that's how excited. And all my good friends from around the world on the internet are all hanging out at E3. The Mega Dads are there, Brock McLaughlin's there, Dapper Tux is there, Bobby Pauls is there, everybody's there. I'm, I'm sorry if I, I didn't write this down, I'm just kind of just, 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 just spitballing here guys if you're there congratulations i'm so stoked that you guys are having hope you're having a good time at e3 living the dream the rest of us back home watching on the internet and uh, nervous energy watched ea yesterday but guys i'm getting way ahead of myself because if you're new here's the deal every week i have sweet hangs with the stranger from the internet and if you want to be on the show it's easy just tweet at me at sean capri of course it's sean like connery capri like the pants and this is all possible thanks to everybody who helps us out at patreon.com slash make is better everybody who helps out if you listen read Tweet, share, leave a comment, subscribe on YouTube, uh, but especially at Make Us Better, you truly do make uh, all of these shows better. This one, if we ran Nintendo, goodness gracious, the bad, the Trophy Room, Bad Bits Channel, Work Whistle Podcast, Nintendo Nostalgia, and we haven't finalized everything, but there may be a new challenger coming. Maybe I just want to like. I wasn't even planning on saying, but now it's out. Now it's out. I could edit this, but it's out there. Guys, get excited. Please get hyped. So thank you guys so much for your support helps make these shows better. And it helps us grow this giant community of people who are making content and it allows them to get better as well. Like this is, I feel like this is pretty special. This is a cool thing that we've got going on. It was a crazy idea. Uh, but I just know in my heart, collaboration is key and we're doing that. And so thank you guys. Your, your support at Patreon goes further than you even think. So thank you so much. This is something totally new, and it's all thanks to everybody who supports us there, especially our platinum executive producer, Corey Hicks, wife of Amanda Hicks, who will be on next week. Uh, you can find him at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18. I don't know, Twitch and Chicks. It messes with my brain. So, I, uh, Corey, love you, man. Gold executive producers, uh, Sheldon Benedict, Tony Baker, and Mr. Mark Moody, and our gentleman executive producers... I gotta get rid of that in my notes, man. <laughs> Just executive producers. Dude427, Martini Jean, Aaron Doherty, David Ray, Jesse Armstrong, Joel Brooks, James Johnson, Tim Alf, and Bobby Miller. And a special thank you to our brand new patrons joe after work thank you joe love you man that means so much that you uh even just took the time to head over to patreon.com slash make is better and our brand new executive 
producer, Bobby Miller, sent one of the nicest tweets I've ever, I swear to God, Bobby, I am going to, I'm going to get to a couple other nice tweets that people have said. So, uh, but Bobby, um, said that he discovered my shows through when I was on the trophy room. Shout out to the trophy room. Thank you for having me on. We did an amazing E3 spectacular episode. Uh, I love changing the format. I feel like we're all kind of like doing pretty similar stuff. I think we did great stuff here on uh, our E3 predictions with the scoring and Dave just killed it. Um, on the trophy room, if you guys didn't check that out, go to youtube.com. Wait, you don't have that, that URL. Go to Mr. Ba- go to bad big games on YouTube. Um, and we did a great episode where we talked about what third party games we're going to show on, on each stage so joe and i we fought for our, our cases and sometimes we actually fought for the other like xbox versus playstation and then and then kyle was the judge it was absolutely amazing you guys definitely need to go check that out if you haven't already and um bobby miller uh he had mentioned that he discovered me and my shows through that that show and that's what it's all about guys we're all in this together and we're collaborating and i love that so thank you that tweet honestly means the world to me i i'm seriously considering like getting a couple of those like frames, just kind of like having them around here. I think that would be so nice, man. Thank you so, so much. So many thank yous. A couple more shout outs, guys, before we get into it. My mom is calling me. I don't think, I don't think she, you know what? I, I was going to put her name on the, on the stream, but I'm not going to do it. Mom, I'll call you back in just a second. Um, couple quick shout outs. Andrew Newell. I said this on the Xbox drive and I'll set it on if you're at Nintendo, but thank, I want to make sure I get it out because I, again, these tweets, they mean more than anybody can ever describe. Andrew Newell said, Hey, Sean Capri, after getting hooked on the Xbox Drive, I listened to your We The Gamer Cast E3 predictions. Just want to say your shows are awesome and your E3 prediction scoring system should be the international standard. Keep up the great work. That is, that's amazing. Thank you, Andrew. If you're still listening, thank you for sticking with us. This is, uh, I feel like this is a very special type of show. Uh, I, I'm, I'm rejuvenated all of a sudden. Just like things have been going so, so well and I'm, I'm back in it. My creativity is flowing. Uh, I've had enough coffee this morning to be talking to you guys at lightning speed. And I also want to thank, uh, Mr. Precision. Kyle Chouinard. Uh, he said, first time listener, congrats on 150 episodes. I'm excited to check out some of your previous episodes and look forward to future ones. So I hope you're looking forward to this one. Um, I first became aware of Kyle when he would always get the question of the day on EP Daily and reviews on the run and everything. So I've known of Mr. Precision for a very, very long time. I imagine that he jumped on when Mercer and Steve were on. So thank you so much for checking that out so much. And guys, if it seems like I'm going back a little bit, it's because I was on vacation. So I had pre-recorded a couple of these intros. So it's been a while since I really got to talk to you with like anything new that's happened. So I'm going to try and keep this as I'm going quickly because I want to get to my chat with Eric Green, The Art of Bacon best Twitter handle ever. But let's get serious for a second. I was on vacation. I was on Vancouver Island, which is just this little like, it's kind of like Canada's Madagascar. Like it's that like little like tip off the side and it's just, it's, it's beautiful. So for me, um, I spent most of my time there, like seriously, seriously trying to figure out how I could not come back. Like it was absolutely tremendous. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't even like we were staying in this like gorgeous house. It wasn't like the weather was like tropical or anything like that. It was just this, I don't know, man. It was, we just, it was this escape that I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave. And, uh, so like I, I mean, now, now things are, are feeling a little bit better, but I was really kind of down for a little bit because I'm like, I really like, what does that mean? What does that say about like what I'm going back to that I didn't want to? Like there's, I've been on many vacations before. I've been to many different places and usually I kind of get my fill like New York, San Francisco, like San Diego. I've been to all these different places and I kind of get my fill and I'm like, I like where I live. This is the one time where I'm like, I, we need to figure this out. I was thinking about like, how do we sell our house? Can we live with one car? Like, how do we actually make all this stuff work? And ultimately that's like, I guess 
too much. So here I am. I'm back home. Things things are feeling better. But I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. And if you guys ever have that sort of experience, like let me know. Tweet at me at Sean Capri. I'm very curious to know if if I'm the only one who uh, gets that serious when I'm on vacation. Just like this is because I know that's a, that's a thing you say. You come back to work, you're like, well, I'd rather still be on vacation. But that is what it is. So I just wanted to I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, I don't think that I'm missing anything else. Please, if you guys haven't already, uh, my goodness gracious, my screen just like popped up with all these notifications. But Skinny Matt, you didn't hear a single noise because I got all that taken care of, I believe. Let's get right into the show. My guest this week from the Married to the Games community. This is very timely because MTTG is celebrating 300. Very jealous of everybody out there who is able to, to go meet up. I'm pretty sure Josh Stapleton, Spencer Stapleton, um... Oh, Brian Scott, there's so many people. Brian, Brian Scott, are you? Are you? I feel like I already said that I was jealous that you're going. I'm fairly sure you're going. If not, I hope you're doing well either way. Congratulations to 300 episodes to those guys. Uh, let's get into it. Eric Green, it's E3 weekend. Guys, follow him at The Art of Bacon. Let's go. Eric Green! Well, like, you know, my, my wife... Uh, doesn't really game or anything. So, oh, really? How's that? How does that go for you? It sucks. It really? Yeah, because she thinks it's just nonsense, real, <laughs> and a waste of money. How long? So, but she must have known that you were into games when you guys met. So, how did that work well, out? I really wasn't when oh. we met. Kind of, uh, like it's it's always been a thing of mine, but yeah, I've um, you know, uh. I finally decided to get back into it and it really wasn't like, you know, like I can't completely stopped or anything, but, um, what time period was that where you're kind of like, maybe take a bit of, actually, you know what, Eric, let's go, let's go back to the beginning. We'll work our way up. I, we're going to do like the Pulp Fiction version of this where we just kind of like tease the front and then let's go all the way to the beginning. Um, like where? Like I, I actually don't even know. Like, are you only? Are you Xbox only? Like, are, what? What's your? What's your console preference? What's your journey into console and, and, and gaming in general, man? Well, I started way back in like old, like the super late '80s, probably when I was about three or four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I we're about the same with, age, I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm 31. Or yeah, you have a, you so. have a baby <laughs> face, man. I would have guessed much younger. You're forever. Yeah, young. I think I get that. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm definitely like I, I look y- younger, but I still don't get carded when I go go buy beer. There you go. Yeah, it's sort of in, like people know, but like maybe maybe not quite twenty, but uh, but certainly younger than than you are, man. You certainly, certainly look younger than you are. But um, yeah, man. So you, you, we, you and I grew up in a, in a similar era of of games so like do you remember when you first started like maybe getting a little up get a little obsessed with it uh i can it's probably you know well before the it's probably during you know the super nintendo portion of, of the generations mm-hmm. uh because I, I remember like the first thing that i ever remember playing was the uh, Super Mario Brothers uh, Duck Hunt cartridge. Oh, yeah, man. That's like uh, magic, though, so, right? You put it in, there's actually like two games on there. Like, it seems like that shouldn't have come until much later. <laughs> but you can actually like select the game that, at the start. And 
I mean, you got the you got the gun. And did you ever know that you can you can control the ducks in Duck Hunt with the second controller? Like you put in like you, the gun, the light gun in the first controller port, but somebody playing with a, a regular NES pad and the second controller can go up, down, left, or right with the ducks, and they can like change the direction on you. That is, they can make your game go real bad. Completely new to me. Yeah, man, you should check that out. I think I'm gonna have to go like freaking track down a, a, a NES console with that freaking. Cartridge. Yeah, man. So did you? Sorry, who who had the uh, who had that cart and that that uh, the NES back in the day? It was ours as far as i remember Um, i don't know who i don't remember who bought it or anything but um i remember it just being on that little crt and and this is even before like we had the rf uh screw ons Mm -hmm. um it was where you actually had to screw off the two uh the two wires and then and screw it onto the, the tv Man, you needed like a grown-up's help for that because you look at that and it's like this doesn't make any sense at all. I don't understand how this works. I remember thinking that because I didn't have an NES, but I, every every other kid did, and I remember looking at how it was all plugged in and stuff. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. It kind of completely breaks my brain. So, did you have like people around you to like share gaming with, or was it kind of like you and your family? Like, who who are you playing with? Uh, well, no one was really like. I have my my older brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pretty much played up until, you know, he was probably around getting in, you know, probably sophomore high school mm-hmm. age. How much older is he than you? He's like two years older. Okay, so you guys are close then. Yeah. Close in age. So it's not like that. I mean, me and my brother is similar with uh, my older brother, too. Like he... He was, uh, he, well, was, he's, he will always be two years older than me. Um, but like back then, like when you're a kid, two years is like a lot, I feel like. Um, cause it's like he just, he experienced things first and then he would kind of like introduce me to like music and all these other different things. So I imagine it was probably similar for you. Was it him kind of getting into games first and introduced like here, play this? Or is it more, more your thing? Uh, well, up until, um, probably the 64 mm-hmm. is when he kind of started up and going and about doing on his own thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just continued on and I just kept it on. Like, you know, when GameCube came out, uh, I remember getting a PlayStation for the first time. Yeah, and then ba- basically after the GameCube, uh, I just, I, I really fell in love with it um, probably during the N64. Like uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time is my my one and true, uh, you know, it's my number one game that I remember mm-hmm. you know, as far as nostalgia goes. And, you know, I even popped that in like the other day on my GameCube. And that is still like a masterclass, uh, you know, uh, game Ocarina, gameplay. You played Ocarina game. of Time on your GameCube. Yeah, uh, well, it's uh, uh, back in right before Wind Waker came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a, a little promotion going on where you could buy if you pre-ordered Wind Waker and you got a subscription to Nintendo Power Magazine. Mm-hmm. They would send you a copy uh, 
for your GameCube of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and uh, the Master Quest. And that's how I first ended up getting that one. I, I, I did play it on the 64 first. Uh, I am completely blown away, out. man. I didn't know that this was a thing on the GameCube. Like I, actually, I, I, I almost want. I don't want to. I don't want to do the flexipose thing and have the mechanical keyboards going on throughout this podcast. I want to fact check you on this a little bit. It totally does. It oh, totally it, breaks my brain. I didn't even know that was a thing. I can even go get it for you. Let's I'm just fine. share secrets that we know about Nintendo. Like I, I knew about this Duck Hunt thing. You knew about this whole Ocarina on GameCube. I'm completely bo- so. Like, was that sort of like? Was that? It seems like GameCube for a lot of people, especially like our age, was like either. For me, I completely avoided it. But for a lot of people, like in our in our age, it was totally seminal. Where like Smash was coming out, and like there was there was a lot of games that people were like. Yes, this is for a lot of people it's their favorite console. Like, is that does it represent that amount of significance for you as well, or is there another console that sort of holds your heart forever? Well, uh, I have to say the GameCube is probably. Uh, you know, my, my favorite as far as everything goes. Because uh, that's when I really, really got hardcore into it. Nice. And I started having my own money to go buy yeah. buy the games that I wanted. What were you doing to make your money? Uh, well, I worked at a local grocery store. Yeah, man, me too. Um, uh, we have uh, Ingalls down here mm-hmm. uh, in Western North Carolina. And I, I worked at all different kinds uh, I remember I tried McDonald's for three hours. Three hours. And quit. Three hours. Oh, that's awesome! What happened? Well, uh, pretty much the gist of it is uh, I got the job. <laughs> I went, you know, for my first day, and uh, they's like, "We don't really need you today uh, for the rest of this." Like, you want to go home? I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I went home. <laughs> as any as any back. kid would. Like, what do you mean you're giving me the option to go? Like, you don't question that. You just you peace out because it's like let's just uh, yeah man i don't want i'd rather not be here do you remember like because man working like at your first full like eight hour shift you're like what what is this i don't want to be doing this at all when's my break when can i just like not be stand like i was a cashier and i remember like it was so regimented like every two hours like your first two hours and you get a 50 minute break and then two hours later you get your half an hour then another two hours and you get your 15 and another two hours then you're done and i just remember just not wanting that forever and ever. And I would work with people who were lifetime people at, at the Safeway, the local Safeway. And that was like my like eye opener. I'm like, maybe I should like take school a little more seriously than I than I do. Cause I think that I want to not do this for the rest of my life. Like look forward to the next two hours, man. Holy crap. So McDonald's then, you just like you had a three you had three hour shift, then you leave. And like, what was it that you didn't want to go back to? Is it just like, uh, it was just, just the, like the grease and stuff. And just, <laughs> that's the best answer. I, I, I felt like I was with just people just so below my intelligence level. It just okay. Like Were you a smart kid out. in school? Uh, yeah. Like I honestly didn't really start getting like, I, like my first uh, semester in college mm-hmm. uh, was the first time I ever got a honor roll in like college. I got all A's. So, I, I mean, I, I passed everything in high school yep. with, you know, flying colors and everything, yep. but it was like A and A's and B's and everything. But it's like, you know, I just didn't really care too much, but 
Did you uh, always hear that you had to apply yourself? Like t- teachers, teachers and parents were, were sick and tired of you not applying yourself? Because I got that all the time. No. Uh, honestly, I just – I would read up on whatever test we had that week, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just ace it and pretty much go home. What, and, what did you end up taking and, in college? Like what did you, you go to school for? I uh, went to school for business administrations. Yeah. And I graduated with uh, associates in applied sciences. And really, uh, those are like totally so, opposite, man. You're not supposed to be able to do both. <laughs> Business admin so, and bachelor of science. Holy crap, dude! How many years of school is that? Oh, it was just two. Uh, oh, you know, okay. I oh, it's part of the same thing. I see. But yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. a two year degree. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably should go back, but you know it's it's difficult now. Why do you got say that? Two kids and everything. Um, I got twin twin girls. Why do you say so. you should go back though? Do you think? Uh, just to get that extra level of education. Yeah. Because um, uh, I, I think if I did and you know finally graduated with a bachelor's, mm-hmm. um, it would open up more doors for me. Yeah. Um, but other than that. Um, where did you? Where I mean, did you? Go, gotta, did you go to school like close to home, or did you like move away? I feel like anytime I watch any movie about a kid in the United States going to school, he's got to travel like halfway across the country. Like, there's no going to school close to home. No, I went to school close to home. Yeah, like there's a, a university like uh, twenty minutes from where we lived, mm-hmm. so I went there. And which of the Carolinas are you in? Uh Western North Carolina. Okay, so what's that like, man? Like, what's growing up like out there? Uh, well, it's very mountainy. Oh, really? Yeah, we're in the mountains. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. I'm sure. Have you ever heard of the uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? No, I have never heard of that. That's awesome. It sounds congesting. Uh, well, it's definitely it's a dumb joke. It's definitely really green. Mm-hmm. Um, like. We literally have you ever heard of Dollywood? No, man, I'm I'm an awful person. I don't know any of this stuff. What about Dolly Parton? Uh, no, yes, of course. All right, that is Dolly Parton's theme park. Oh my uh, gosh. In, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which is literally uh like it's it's in Tennessee, but it's literally like forty minutes from where we live. Yeah. So we have to go across a mountain uh to do it. Mm-hmm. So what's like um, what's like the pace of life like where where you live like I think I think like I don't live in a big city but it's still city life like it's pretty quick is it is it the same where you are is it a little like more relaxed I would love to live in a place I wish this is why I wish we had multiple life. wait a minute you can't even see me I'm gonna fix my camera at some point here but but recording is working I don't know why my my this thing is uh, I need a new webcam I think at some point here Eric so I apologize that you can't see all my animation and everything. <laughs> Happened to draw books last week too. Uh, the C920, like I've got the one two. That I just got. I've got two. I've got the the 920 is recording, so it's in full HD, and then the the 270 is uh, is supposed to run alongside it for Discord. So every now and then it just decides to crap out, and I don't know if it's going to come back. I don't know, man. So yeah, like, what's the pace of life like for for you where you're at? Uh, it's pretty slow, actually. Um, I mean, we live in a super small town, uh, Bryson City, North Carolina. I've heard of that. It's like an ant on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, other than that, uh, we get a lot of uh, tourists. There's a there's a creek down here. 
and a train, and that's about it. <laughs> so what are the tourists coming to see? The Those train things. and the creek. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, so I'm like, man. why are you here? Go back to wherever you came from. No doubt, right? So so you're going to school close to home. Like, it's a two-year program. Are you playing games around then as well? Like, I know for me, like, college was mostly, like, a little Call of Duty, a little NHL. Like, really, like, maybe Gears, maybe some Gears of War. Like, I was starting to come back into, like, hardcore games. I would say, like, for me, returning to, like, really getting into and like memorizing like studios and like heads of studio, like, like nerdy details was really like the, the telltale end of the 360 PS3 era. Like the 360 mostly just was like, if I had time, I would play some games. Um, but really like this generation is like probably the most hardcore into games that I've been probably since like when I was PC gaming back in like the late nineties kind of thing. So like, how was it, how was it for you? Cause you kind of mentioned before there was a bit of a break in, uh, in gaming for you. So like what era was the break for? And then what brought you back? Let's see, Well, initially I had stopped probably around 2008, yeah. 2007, 2008. And, you know, I still always had a game system, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, pretty much had stopped and started working out a lot and you know trying to lose some weight and everything and uh you know i ended up getting you know kind of more back into gaming when the um i guess technically that would have been a little bit more uh, before that um because like i remember specifically remember the 360 launch yeah man and uh, uh really counting those days down oh really um yeah, because uh, I, I guess where really got where I got into the 360 was when Walmart uh, got a uh, a 360 demo station, mm-hmm. and then uh, so I was going to class, and then I would, every now and then I'd have a break in between classes. Yeah, so I'd go to Walmart and play the Call of Duty two. Yeah, man, and the King Kong's Peter Jackson. Oh, snap, dude. I almost forgot about that game. Easiest or maybe best 1,000 points that you could get achievement points. I don't Yeah. Like, I remember when the game, really, let's be honest. I I remember just being floored by the graphics. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But I, I do remember, you know, counting that down and, uh, waiting for my 360 at midnight and uh were you like were you so, on the xbox before that like what what kind of brought you on board was it just the demo just seeing these graphics that were unbelievable for me it was like turning that system on with a wireless controller blew my mind i'm like i need to have one of these things like that was me being in like realizing we we're in the future well i always had um as many systems as i could possibly have oh nice so uh, i started out with uh, the, the NES mm-hmm. and you know we had Chippendales Rescue Rangers uh, there's uh, and Contra and stuff like that and then finally got a Super Nintendo and then so we had a lot of games for that and at one point uh, we had our house broken into oh man and we had everything stolen uh, that we had as Pretty much as far as video games were. Yeah. So, like, the Super Nintendo and everything was gone. 
uh, I think that we still had one and a few games left uh, that they didn't end up taking. Uh, but due to that, we ended up getting a Nintendo 64. What do you mean due to and, that? Like to replace everything? Your parents kind of just went out and got that to make yeah, up for the... Correct. Like was it an insurance thing at all? Like was any of that kind of covered? Do you remember? Um, uh, as far as I remember, um, there was no insurance claim or anything. Oh my God, um, man. That's awful. That's devastating. We, well, uh, you might be surprised about this, but I'm an Indian and we get this thing called per capita. Okay. So there's a casino here in Cherokee, North Carolina, which is about 10 minutes from Bryson. Yeah. And I'm an enrolled member of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. And my dad is as well. So that's where I get mine from. Uh, and we get a check every six Are you months. Sure? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, I have identification to prove it. No way. Um, so, you know, back then we were getting like, so up until I turned 18, every six months I was getting a check stub that was going into a trust account. Yeah. And, uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to pause on this for a second, Eric. Um, So what, like, what are your parents, where's the breakdown here? Break it down for, like, what's the lineage here? Like, because I don't see it. (laughs) (laughs) I I take more after my mom. Oh, okay. Um, So. uh, But where does the heritage go back? On which side? Is it both of your your parents' side or is it your dad? It's just my dad. It's just your dad, yeah. Um, Yeah, his, um. A lot of his uh, family members have the last name Husky. Yeah. And that's a big, uh, you know, Indian last name yeah, around here. Yeah, a great last name. So why uh, don't you have so, that last name? Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but that's where, like, my most of my Indian comes from is the, you know, the Husky name. Yeah. Um, so. Dude, that's fascinating. And just, like, somewhere along the line, it, it turned green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so what? So when when I was born and I was put on this uh, enrollment, um, due to the casino, they would share those profits with the uh, with the people enrolled in the tribe. Mm-hmm. So every six months, I would get a check stub saying this much amount went into this trust account that I could. Uh, dip into after I graduated high school yeah. or turned uh, 20, 21, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's something there's, there's something similar here as well, but, uh, but for uh, when you turn 18, at least in, in our province. And I know a lot of guys went to, um, went to university with, with a lot of them. They're just like, there's a couple things you can do with that giant check or that giant trust account of cash. Uh, and one of those things is, is education. So yeah, like, is this where we get into you just buying every single video game? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, so awesome. I'm winning that trust account. So he, here we had to graduate high school yep. or turn 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I, turned, I graduated high school. I went to college right after high school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, what my, my dad had got his check. Uh, so we had used or he had used his to go buy, say, N64 with GoldenEye and Super Mario 64. Mm. And it was just, Life it was on Donkey Kong after yeah, that. Right. 
Um, so as you know, we would more or less go rent games because we didn't get games that often mm-hmm. other than uh, Christmas. Um, God, how does that change, man? Because that's like, I feel like that's everybody growing up was you don't get more than Christmas and birthdays. And like, if you're lucky, you've got a sibling who's also into gaming and they'll get a game on their birthday. Something like, and that's kind of it. But now, like, I don't know if it's just that there's too many games. Maybe that's just it. Too many games come out, which doesn't make any sense. Like, it's way more expensive to game now than it did than it was back then. But I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe if uh, if you adjust for inflation, maybe not. I don't know, man. Well, uh, as far as I remember, it's actually a lot cheaper to game now. Yeah, like I, I guess it was so. Back then. I guess that might be yeah. Um, because you know, back back in the day, uh, Super Nintendo cartridges could go upwards of ninety dollars or more. Because you remember, uh, Earthbound when it came out, it came with a instruction or player's guide mm-hmm. and the big old box and everything. And that I think that one retailed for ninety dollars. Dude, I remember going because again, like we didn't have a console until the Dreamcast, which my brother and I bought with our own money. Like once we started like working and stuff. Um, but I remember going to the store with with my with neighbor Matt, and um, I remember him picking out a game. Oh man, it was on a PlayStation, I think. Uh, no, it definitely was on a PlayStation. It was Vigilante Eight. It was like this twisted metal kind of ripoff thing. It was like vehicle combat stuff. That sucker was like a hundred dollars, and I remember his mom just like paying for it. And I'm going like, is that how much? Like I remember for some reason that's my first memory of acknowledging like how much money these things were and just realizing like this dude had like everything. He had every game. He had boxes and boxes of cartridges and just going like, Oh my God. Like that, like what was stolen from me was probably worth like so much money. Yeah. Cause we had earthbound uh, oh, before snap. that happened. Really? And you know, to think if we had, had the fortitude to keep the box and everything for that game. I mean, like that could literally it's pay a down for payment, like man. a semester of college. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, <laughs> it's like a renovation on the house. You know what I mean? So, did they Things ever like, like catch anybody? Like, did was anybody ever charged for that break in or anything? Like, uh, just not that I can remember. Yeah, you know, I gone. just I remember my my brother's room was so messy. They didn't touch his room, but my room was oh, wow. clean. So they took out my stuff. Nice and organized for them to just go like, oh, I know exactly where everything is. Thank you, Eric. Exactly. So, you know, I felt like I got the short end of the stick because I'm oh, mainly, I mean, it was both of our stuff. But how did you know, that affect your family? Out of my like, room. How did that affect everybody afterwards? Like, because I, I like I've had my car stolen and it just like it took a long time for me to kind of get back to normal after that. Like I, I, I lost my car for six months actually like that everybody was like it's gone like it's just if you don't find within the first couple days like it's gone forever and then like after after taking the bus forever and like the the dead of winter i get this call from the rcmp yes the the um the royal canadian mounted police they're all on horses they're trotting around and one of them calls me up from on top of his horse and he tells me that my car is like it just showed up at some drug dealer raid that they did like 45 minutes east of the city and I was like, that's crazy, A, that they found it, B, like, how? That it just, like, ended up, I don't know, my car is probably doing, like, drug runs the, the past six months. 
And then when I get the car back, like I'm driving it and it just felt strange. Like it felt so weird to be in this car and there's like like people's clothes in there and there's like this half-eaten Snickers. And there's like some, I don't know, Christmas loaf or something. It was just didn't like it. Also, I didn't like it because I couldn't start my car. I had to because they had messed with the alarm. So I actually had to like roll it forward and then hop in and pop the clutch and actually it would then go. But if I ever stopped, it would shut down. Anyways, that's a whole other tangent. So my question is like how like you come home to this house that's like been ransacked or like what how did it affect you guys after you kind of came to grips with what what actually happened? Well, we didn't like they didn't really do damage or anything. So honestly, we really didn't know until I'd come home after school and realized all my games were gone. Oh man, like that's the only thing. It's like pretty much, yeah, like that and music CDs and stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. like you you remember you don't have. a book of CDs or something back then, dude. That's what that, like, that was in my car. Yeah, it was gone. Freaking iPad or you know everything on your iPhone anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pretty much CDs, man. Yeah, they had pretty much just ransacked my stuff, and mm-hmm. I don't think they really took anything else but my stuff for the most part. Uh, but after that, we had uh, we would you know start locking the house after that. <laughs> Wait and, a minute. Well, you know, we're in a we're we're in a place where we don't really get that stuff sure. that often. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. we're uh we're in the mountains and um you know, didn't really have any real close neighbors mm-hmm. and you know, most everybody kept to themselves and everything. So it's it was one of those places where you could, you know, just keep your stuff your door along. Mm-hmm. Um so we did that for a little while and then we got you know, kind of more back to normal and uh, just kind of uh, moved on. You know, really wasn't uh, anything uh, of a big change after that. Uh, so I feel like that's probably, I'm just getting a sense that's probably like most things in life for you, Eric, where it's just like, I don't know, man. It was like this probably should have been really this either like really amazing, exciting thing or this really horrible experience. You're like, it was fine. Like we just sort of like move on. Like you're so you're so even keel, man. Are you like is your wife like that? Or your kids do they do they take after that uh that even keel approach as well? Uh, well, uh, my wife, uh, she seems to, you know, be able to brush things off sometimes. But she, uh, you know, she's not necessarily into the same things I'm in mm-hmm. into. Uh, but you you get her behind the wheel of a car, she turns into the biggest road rage monster I've ever seen. Oh snap! So, I don't know. Well, you know, like I guess I had kind of had a question as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you have uh, you and your wife Chelsea. Speak of the devil. She's a she's a gamer, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yeah, man. So, you know, like, and my my wife is pretty much the complete opposite. So yeah. Um, you know, that's a pretty big contrast, you know, the way, you know, uh, your, your partner is. Um, but I have to tell you, man, like, that's something that like, we, we talked about that a lot too. And I remember when we, when we got married, I was like, coming back home, we're back in the house. Like, okay, now this is, this is the real deal. And I'm, and I remember thinking to myself, like, did we just like, 
lock this down based on video games. Like, and of course not. Like, of course, like there's, there was way more to it, but like I was, I was starting to like, I don't know. Like I, I overthink things, but I remember thinking like, man, I hope this is good. I hope that was a good decision. <laughs> I hope this really works out. And as it turns out, like, especially when kids came into the mix and as we started to get more settled into the house and everything like that, like our decision making is it's way more than just video games. Like our decision making is like right on track with each other. We were just talking about it today with like, what we do with Lincoln and like how he eats and like what we want to do with him and how we want to like lead by example, all these different things. Like we're so on in line with each other, but I do remember thinking like, gosh, it's been, it's been a little over four years since we got married. I remember thinking like, I don't know if it's like, cause we just hadn't been tested really at that point. Like we, we'd moved in together and that's like, I think that's like step one. And then like planning a wedding is like another step of like really challenging the relationship. And I feel like uh, this is totally not what you're getting at. But I'm just going to go off a little bit here, Eric. But um, like, I don't necessarily think that people need to get married in order or like in order like to have that like piece of paper for it to really mean a whole lot. But the process of getting married can be so trying and so challenging that it's actually a decent exercise for you to go like, okay, we can do this. It like solidifies you as a team. Almost because everybody's trying, like, I don't know, trying your patience a little bit. I don't know if that makes any sense. I have a feeling like you had the world's easiest wedding for some reason. Well, uh, you know, between me and her, everything was fine. But uh, <laughs> okay. it was my mother that was the one that was See? You know, testing us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just could not, uh, you know, get her to back off. How long ago was that? And, How long have you guys been married? Uh uh, as of June 1st, it'll be five years. Oh, nice, man. Look at us. We're like right so, in line, man. So you guys went and had kids right away, though, because you got you have two kids or three kids? Two. We have twins. You have two. Oh, so my them. gosh. I didn't realize that. Yes, yeah, so we had two right off the bat. And How did you react so to there, that news? Because I would have flipped um, out. There was like, a time where I would have been like okay with it, like like basically the first ultrasound. They like okay, there's one, but if they're like, oh, the other one was hiding, teehee, I would have flipped out, man. <laughs> if it showed up later, so how like how did that work out for you guys? Well, uh, the way I remember is I was working at Walmart at the time, mm-hmm. and I came home on break because uh, she had just went to her ultrasound. She's like, just come home. For lunch. Yeah. And then she showed me the picture and it just says twins. I was like. So you knew she was pregnant now for a couple weeks at this point? Like, yeah, seven, six, seven weeks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But once I saw that, I was like, I just kind of stayed. Like, I didn't probably didn't say a word the rest of the time. I was (laughs) You're so consistent, dude. It's not even funny. (laughs) So I was like, I was just like on my own little. Were you processing kind of thing? Just like what, like, I don't know. I'm trying to understand what's going on in that big old brain of yours at that moment. I was just like, how do I get myself into this? Yeah. Like like, one potato, two potato. Like, I don't know. I just want one. Just want one. No, I got two. Was one like part of the, like, was at least the pregnancy, like part of the plan you guys got married. And was it a year later even? Because your, your kids are how old now? three holy crap 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, we had probably about a year and a half mm-hmm. uh, between uh, marriage and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ha- having them. Oh, my uh, gosh. It, it was okay, you know. This, it was a little bit more, <laughs> it was just unexpected. You know, this is Of not, course. It was an act of God, more or less. Is, it, is, is there, like, a history that... of twins in either of your family? Like, is this something that, like, you maybe could have gone, like, there's a possibility? Because, like, there's twins in my family, so I'm just, like, good, goodness gracious. Like, I, especially now, like, first set, maybe it's, like, maybe more doable. But, like, if if Chelsea's pregnancy now, there's twins. Holy crap, dude. I don't know. I'd freak out. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a surprise. Like, uh, like apparently, like, further down the line of the, the lineage and on her side of the family there was, because... Uh, my my wife's mother had a one of those like those like little like family tree things done. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that. And and uh, yeah, ancestry dot com mm-hmm. or something like that. And you know, apparently there was some twins down the line on her side, and oh so it was just unbeknownst to us, we uh, just like oh. It's a surprise. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys had a lot of like family support though? Like, cause that's gotta be super challenging, dude. I mean, the other thing too, is that you don't know any different. You know, like this is, this is just dad life is twins, I guess. Yeah. Like, uh, like if I just have one of my girls, Mm -hmm. it's like cake. Like I can just, (laughs) right. Just just find her something to do. And, uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Two of them, no, you can't. You just you're like you're chasing one, the other one's going that way. You're chasing her, and then she. So while you're trying to, you know, you know, tell her no and tell her to get off whatever she's getting on, the other one's doing the same exact thing in the other side of the room. That's one more so, oh, man. That's why I'm like even just, the second one. I'm just having they're not even happening at the same time, and I'm just like holy crap. And I think the same thing when. Like, I'm walking the dogs. I've got three dogs because I, when I met Chelsea, she had two and I've got one. So we've got this freaking animal house here. Um, our Wi-Fi is called Animal Crossing, which I think is a really neat little pun. Uh, anyways, totally unnecessary side. I look at people <laughs> who are, like, walking their one dog and I'm like, you guys, you don't even know how easy you have it. One dog? Oh, my God. That would be so easy. That dog would be so good. But three dogs? Nope. They all get each other going. They all have their own problems. And gosh. Soon they'll die off, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we have one dog, and we had three cats. Oh, wow. Um, but once once we got moved into our house, um, a couple of weeks later, one of our cats never came home, mm-hmm. so now we're down to two. <laughs> hey, man, I wanted to ask you, actually, you, we brought up the webcams a second ago. Um, what, like... You've got quite the setup here. Like you've got your you got your Yeti. You've got like some of the most gorgeous headphones I think I've ever seen, and you got a nice webcam and stuff. Are you gearing up for something? Are you gonna be Are you gonna be doing something, or you just like to have some some tech? Uh, I've always been into tech, uh, but I've you know been tossing around the idea of starting my own podcast, mm-hmm. but I just haven't had the time to you know really brainstorm and get that started but i've been definitely been trying uh, to but with you know wor- working 40 hours and the two girls and my wife started working a full-time job now so mm-hmm. it's just been 
you know, just time consuming with everything, you know, to do with adulting that no kidding. I just don't have the time to. So. so are you still able to like game at all? Like, are you, are you playing anything these days? It's, it's, uh, it's rare. Like the only thing I really do now is I buy games and they sit on the show. Oh man. But um, somehow like, it still feels like good to buy them. It's like, Oh, this is my hobby. This is the thing that I love. And I like to like, for me, especially like I like finding deals and I'm buying these games that like, I don't have any chance. I bought Final Fantasy 15, man, for 20 bucks. Like, why did I do that? Like, that was stupid. I probably could have put that $20 into Lincoln's college fund or something. Cause I'm not gonna, sure as hell, I'm not gonna play that game anytime soon. So it's, it's just really, it's just really dumb. And it's physical. I don't even buy a physical. What am I, what am I doing, man? I don't even know. Well, uh, it, I guess it helps me still stay connected to, uh, you know, the gaming. Mm hmm. You know, echelon of you know because uh i like you know really been into it you know pretty much all my life um and this is a, something i try to you know keep a hold of yeah man um i just i don't want to be an old fart and not play video games dude you know? that's that honestly and I've talked to a lot of people doing the show. That's ex- I don't feel like I've heard anybody say that since Bobby told me that in like episode like 15 where he's like, I want to stay in touch with like tech and like, and gaming news and stuff just because like, it's almost like this anti-aging thing. And it's not like, a f- it's not like being afraid of moving away from your childhood. Uh, maybe a little bit, but like, I don't necessarily think that I think it's, it's more that you just don't want to be like, like an older person who has no idea what like the current world around them is like and i think that that's a super challenging thing even just in the world of like social media and like sticking around and, and keeping up with like what are the kids using these days like i don't i don't understand snapchat at all and i feel like that's almost like a, a way it's almost like a sign of that where uh where i'm just like losing touch a little bit and that sucks man because i feel like for uh, like for us in this community we're probably like better armed to have conversations with our kids that like, cause we, maybe we're more in touch where we remember what it's like to be a kid. And we, we never really like let go of any of this stuff. Um, but still, it's still super hard. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just, I feel like I'm just rambling here, but cause I, I don't get the Fortnite. I don't like the Fortnite, and this is a game that all the kids are playing. I don't know, man. I'm going to be now, now I'm just feeling like I'm going to be an awful father. Well, I, I, I've tried Fortnite and, you know, it, it's fun, uh, but I've never been a really big multiplayer fan. Like as far as, mm-hmm. you know, GoldenEye was like the golden age of multiplayer games for me. Mm-hmm. You know, having three other people, you know, that I could, you know, punch in the face if I wanted to because they're right there. <laughs> Slappers <laughs> only. Uh, but yeah, uh, and nowadays, you know, you can... Like you're in Canada, you know, obviously, you know, hours and hours and hours of, of driving away. And then, you know, I can connect with you and play a game. And it's just something that was far beyond any kind of scope we had back then. I know. Right. Um, but like to to me, I just want to, like, I I don't want to lose the gaming portion of my life. Like I, I do, you know, I, I'm an adult, so I have responsibilities, and those will always come first. Um, but I'll always make some time to keep up 
with this stuff and mm-hmm. you know pod- podcasts have given me a way to keep you know keep into it besides you know just all these forums and stuff but I, I feel like I, I listen to more podcasts than I ever would dream of being able to play that many hours of games mm-hmm. but that's how I stay in touch and and stay in, in, informative of all the stuff that's coming out. Well, and married you know, to the games is the one thing that I feel like connects us. Like I, I feel like I've heard uh, questions coming in from the art of bacon for years and years, dude. Like I, I've heard of Eric green, honestly, for, for probably four years. Like you were there since I feel like you were one of the, one of the early adopters of married to the games. It was, I remember I had gotten followed by married to the games mm-hmm. on Twitter um probably around episode 70 between 70 and 80 mm-hmm. and i pretty much stuck with it since then for Man. some odd reason uh i popped that on my ipod or iphone or whatever mm-hmm. and iPod, i stuck yeah, with man. it and <laughs> uh I stuck with it and you know because eventually i uh, there was a toby mac show in franklin north carolina where would where which I was living at the time. And so I got to meet Gabe uh, for the first time. And, you know, since then I've we're just really just stayed connected with Mary Duke games and those guys. Um, even before Chris McCracken and Ed Placencia mm-hmm. had, you know, gotten on there. Um, and then since then I've, I think I went to five other Toby Mac shows besides that one and met, met up with Gabe every time. That's and awesome. actually on, on the second of June, I'm going to be going to another Toby Mac show and seeing Gabe again. Well, this this so, will air in the future, so you're actually talking about something that's in the, it's in the future, but also in the past at the same time. And by saying that, I'm about to get a nosebleed. I think, Eric, too much time travel for the for me to understand. I love that man. Uh-huh. So, like, is that was that where sort of podcasting kind of opened opened it up for you? Also, I before I even ask that, I feel like married to the games probably more than any other podcast in the history of podcasts nails the follow people and then like turn that person into a listener. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that more successfully than married to the games. Like they just, they follow thousands of people, which it doesn't happen automatically. Like somebody in there, I'm sure it's Gabe is like going around finding gamers, following them up, asking them to check out the podcast. Like they put in the work, dude. And they've got a great community because of it. So was that like one of the first podcasts for you to open up to this? Oh, people talk about video games on the internet all the time. And I freaking love this. Yeah, that's probably around the time that I really started, you know, diving deep into podcasts. Yeah, man. Um, And that was probably around, uh, I'm thinking it was probably right around the time maybe a month or so after we got married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So about five years ago. Yeah. So how's it? So I think one of the first questions that we were talking about at the beginning, then maybe we'll wrap with this. So how, how is it, how is it being married to a non gamer? How does that, how does that affect things <laughs> like purchasing and uh, spending time? It's a time? little frustrating, I guess. Is uh, yeah. Um, you know, because you know, it, it is an expensive hobby and, you know, games are, you know, usually at the most sixty dollars. Um, you know, more, more than that if you do you know, a special edition or anything. But I usually don't. Um, but I have, you know, sometimes I have to justify that to my wife and everything. Um, 
So does that make you even more selective? Like, how do you, if you've got like a lineup of games and maybe we'll kind of like, we'll, we'll wrap with this, like for the rest of 2018, like what have you got your eye on and that you have to, you'll have to justify <laughs> you have to go like, man, I can only get so many games. These, these are the ones that I want. Like what, what's caught your eye? What's caught your attention for the rest of this year? Well, um, the, the, the Zelda game that I was mentioning for GameCube, I bought that, or I picked it up again because I traded mine in several years ago and uh, bought the Zelda uh, Collector's Edition, mm-hmm. which has it has the first Zelda game for NES, has the second Zelda game for NES, and it has Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on that disc, mm-hmm. all on the one disc for GameCube. Um, so that was a little bit of money, but I had uh, used some funds that I had I sold some stuff on eBay, so I used that as funds for those purchases. Um, but as far as the future, you know, I'm thinking about. Uh, actually, today I just picked up um, Mega Man by Legacy oh, Collection for Switch. Oh, yeah, man! So I picked that up today, and I bought uh, the uh, new Bloodstained game, uh, oh, Curse of the Moon. Yes. For, oh, where's my Switch? I want to. I want to buy that right now. Oh crap! Yeah, it's like something. it's like nine dollars and ninety nine. Is that it? Are you serious? Yeah. Have you played it yet? Did you did you? Fire I have not. Um, I I finally got it downloaded. I got my switch right here. Uh, on my wanna, desk. Do you just want to so. finish the show? Just like as we as we play right now, you just like no, I'm, right I'm usually pretty uh, <laughs> uh, not too eager sometimes because sometimes I'm just too tired to play games. Oh, isn't that the worst? What the heck, man! That's the worst part of adulting. Uh-huh. It's just being too tired to play games. I'm like, I'd rather just watch a YouTube video. Oh, man, I've been doing that. Uh, there's been a couple times where I'm like, I could really, I should be playing. And that's, that's the other part about when, like, doing podcasts and, and um, especially if you're ever, uh, if you're ever getting codes or anything, you go, you have to hit deadlines and stuff. Like, that was the whole thing for me to get into all of this was just trying to see, like, what is it like hitting a deadline? It's not that fun. Like, I <laughs> sometimes, like, you're not in the mood for that game. I'm so glad that I didn't, uh, like, I didn't promise or pledge a review for God of War. Like, I just bought it because, like, it's just not hidden for me at the right time, man. And uh, I just maybe tonight. I think I'm gonna restart it. I think I'm actually gonna because I, I I don't know. It's been a, a couple weeks since it came out and since I last played it because I got distracted with State of Decay, and that game's awesome. As buggy as as hell as that is, but. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, kind of like that uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> that's what it was, man. Okay, so it's maybe just a little more playable. And that's funny that, that that's really how this whole thing started. Like, the reason that we're even doing this episode is because we played Friday the 13th, which is hilarious. Like, what are the chances that we ended up playing that together? I can't even remember. Like, how did you find that we were playing it? Was that, were we putting it in the Discord or something? I saw your, either, I saw that you were playing it on your Twitter or I was browsing YouTube and I found it. Yeah, and you actually knew and, what you were doing in that game, man. That was so helpful. Yeah, uh, you know that that game is just beyond janky. It, and I know they fixed it, a lot of it, but it's still it's still pretty bad, you know, man. <laughs> it's, it's not like we, you know, back in the day when we had a cartridge and just threw it in the system and mm-hmm. you were ready to go. Uh, you know, those are the days I miss is having a full fledged 1.0 game ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and these days it's just not. 
Um, I'm trying uh, to remember. Uh, I think this episode will air. Let me actually quickly bring up my calendar because I want to do this weird thing where uh, you can predict E3 in the past. Uh, let's see. So, Katie, Joel, you're going to actually be on the day on the 11th. This is going to go live. So, E3 is like happening. What? And I'm going to totally put you on the spot here. Is there anything that like can make you believe or make you feel like, um, one of the companies can actually win. Can somebody win E3 in your mind? Cause I feel like they definitely can. I feel like there are years where I kind of want to just like get into it and go, I don't think Sony deserves this much credit because X, Y, or Z. I don't think like Nintendo deserves it because of whatever or Xbox for people waiting for me to, to not be a fanboy about that. But in your mind, is there, is there a winner of E3? Are we all winners, Eric? Well, you know, I, I've, I've had a PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't. Uh, I sold it, or I, I'm OCD about some things. So, like, I, I'm to a point where I feel like I can't have nice things because of my two little girls. Mm-hmm. They like to, you know, bang things up, and I'm, oh yeah, if, you'd rather get, just a get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I hate that, but you mm-hmm. know, it's my OCD portion of my brain, and it just messes with me. So I ended up also, getting rid of my PlayStation. Stuff that costs money, you don't want broken. I'm not sure if that's an OCD thing or just like being a human being. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely some like, and it was just a scratch on the PlayStation, and I was like, Ugh. I got so mad. But oh, it wasn't you know, it was even my... the fact that it was like it wasn't okay. So you just didn't even want to look at it anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, made... man. Okay, it made okay, me that sick might be knowing that there's a scratch on there. That, okay, okay, I'm um, with you because I, I definitely know the exact same OCD feeling. You just like you can't yeah, look at anything I, else. I see you've got quite a bit of a uh, you know background there full of really really cool stuff. Yeah, and that's what I've kind of got back here too, or over here on the in the corner, mm-hmm. I'm starting to build my own, uh, maybe for podcast purposes in the future. Um, but so I got rid of that maybe a couple months ago. Um, I still I have an Xbox One, a 360, have Switch, um, and have GameCube and 64 currently plugged up. So pretty much everything I've got plugged up. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I don't, can anybody win? Can anybody win E3? Oh yeah. Well, um, you know, PlayStation's been really, really, you know, just kicking the shit out of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox just feels, I feel like they need exclusives, mm-hmm. you know, like state of decay two is, you know, great and all, um, but it doesn't seem to be hitting, you know, nowhere near what a God of war is doing. Yeah. You know? Isn't that like the best example? Like if you ever just wanted like a really simple illustration of like what's going on in either camp, you've got this super buggy, half game of state of decay like 30 dollar game and you've got god of war which is like breaking every record in 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 a in a time and generation where playstation is already breaking every record and just like on par or on pace for you know wii and ps2 sales and stuff why don't you throw in this late in the console generation i think i just heard five million copies sold between digital and physical like what in the world man and you got state of decay it's free with game pass it's 30 bucks it's buggy as hell. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's well, easy. I mean, you know, you got to think that what, like there's Xbox at almost, this uh, what, there's about 30 million Xbox Ones out there. Yeah. And there's almost 80 million PS4s nuts, out there. Man. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I mean, you know, Switch is 
hot on the tail of Xbox. Um, but I, I think Sony's going to have a good showing. Um, Xbox is probably going to be bringing something better this year mm-hmm. than they have in the past few years. Um, but I'm really hoping Nintendo brings it this year. You know, because the, the Switch has just been just a big revitalization of mm-hmm. you know Nintendo's reputation. And uh, but as far as what I think might be coming out, uh, I think they're going to announce uh, Super Smash Brothers uh, day and date with online service. Oh, okay. Um, I'm really, really hoping. We I kind of hope that's not the case, man. I kind of hope that they get like a, a couple like days or weeks even just to kind of smooth things out. So by the time Smash comes around, you know, I feel like there's already going to be uh, so much attention on like DDoS attacks and stuff. Like people like to ruin people's day, and uh, yeah, I kind of hope that they get things up and running. In the Nintendo, but the thing is, it's not like Nintendo didn't have like online multiplayer before. So I don't know, man. I don't really understand this. I don't understand why they can't get their crap uh, together well, before. The, the way I think about it is, you know, if they're going to start making people pay for it, they're going to need a reason for people to pay for the online service, mm-hmm. and Smash is that answer. I think. I just feel like they're. And I, I mean, they're barely. I don't think it's going to. You it's and not I gonna and be... like six of our friends could have a family pass, man, and we'll pay like three bucks a piece. And I know if you talk, if you if you're listening to PSVG or Nintendo Shack, like Donnie's like, man, he's all just... he's all about that family pass. I know he's like because he, they're they're talking about the first time. I remember they're listening, they're they're talking about the news, and and they're like, okay, so if we needed like eight people, and they were listening, they only got to like six, and like whatever, man, like we'll pick somebody in the community that we'll give it to them, and like you know what, I don't even like we like four bucks a piece or something like that. It's super cheap. Like who even cares? So I, I can't wait to see what happens there. I don't know if um, Nintendo is really gonna outline much more about that. Um, I'm stoked about the multiplayer NES games, dude. Let's play some Doctor Mario, and that's I want Chelsea. When, let's see when is that actually gonna come out? She'll only be like seven months pregnant. Uh, maybe she'll actually start slowing down and not working all the time too. Uh, I challenge anybody to try and beat Chelsea at NES Doctor Mario because you won't. I'm telling you right now, man. She is so freaking good at that game. It is crazy. I wonder if they're going to have some leaderboards for that. Oh, that's the stuff. Yes, yes. If I ran Nintendo. I mean, that's probably like, you know, Tetris level addiction if you're really good at it. That's the thing, man. That's the thing. Nobody's talking about why this is such a big deal. Like, yeah, there's 20, what is it, 20 games, I think. And like, sure, we've played all those before multiplayer like exactly what you were saying before like these are the games we grew up with but now like we're like hours apart we're across like on different sides of the continent but like now we're like playing these old games that we played on the couch with our with our good friends that we could play with our new friends from across the world man through the power of the internet look at nintendo finally getting around to the power of the internet to to bring us all together yeah i know right (laughs) That's awesome, you know, like, man. I'm I'm really excited to be able to play Super Mario Brothers three on the Switch again, mm-hmm. or for the first time. You know, that's oh, that's snap two player on that too, man. Oh, you know, like, that'd be well, so good. Yeah, so like, of course you do. You'd go, and then uh, whoever's next would be uh, Luigi after you die. Oh, so, so that'll good. be cool. Just wait until it gets to like um, Super Nintendo. If you do like Donkey Kong Country, you can go back and forth like that. Oh, it's so good. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering what the other, you know, because they've only announced the ten titles of the twenty. Uh, 
so we have no idea what those other ten are. Is that but, true? I, I, mean, I, not, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they've only announced the first ten. Um, now, as far as uh, I think it's just going to be NES, uh, NES games. Hang on, I want to write this the... down as a Nifrian Nintendo topic. Jason, we're going to have done this in the past already because uh, <laughs> we'll probably do this on Monday. Anyways. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm really hoping they're, they'll eventually do uh, SNES games, but they really need to get the ball on that. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. they can't keep keep these people waiting this long just to be able to play SNES games. You know, I figured it would have been six months tops and then we'd have, we would have had virtual console. Dude, I'm telling and, you, I, I, like, I've got my, my Wii U right here. I kind of want to just fire it up and just see, like, let's go shopping. Let's see what's on sale on the Wii U virtual console. Pretty tempting. Yeah, I mean, online. if because if they don't do that, then that's just gonna everybody's gonna want to go buy a Wii or or a, a Wii U mm-hmm. so they can get those games because you know the 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 Wii shop is gone. Um, but if they don't do or at least a rebranding a virtual console, then everybody's just gonna go buy a, a Wii U now. Let's do it. Let's everybody pick up your Wii U. Everybody try and go get one. Josh Stapleton will arrange a uh, yard sale crew. He's he's already part of the street team, but uh, he might as well have a yard sale convoy or something. Eric, man, I had so much fun just kicking back and and chatting with you tonight. Why don't you uh, why don't we wrap it there, man? And why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? You got one of the best handles on Twitter, I think. So let everybody know where they can find you. <laughs> Uh, well, you can find me at uh, The Art of Baking, uh, capital T, capital A, and capital B. Um, <laughs> everything, uh, you know, my Xbox and my Switch code is in my description. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find all that there. And you know, just going to try and keep on gaming with these two little girls. And uh, you know, maybe one day I'll kick them out of the house and just play games all day. <laughs> Get into like summer camp or something, and you're trying to get a couple of months of gaming in here. Let's go. You know, like the the, the most gaming I get is maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a week, maybe sometimes. Oh man. Um, well, yeah, Eric, so, I'll, be, I'll be praying for you gaming time, man. Yeah, I, I really could use. Some. <laughs> <laughs> everybody send Eric your prayers for his game time. Eric, thank you. The Art of Bacon is where everybody can find you on Twitter. Thank you so much for doing this, dude. All right, well, it's a lot of fun. Feeling good, feeling great. I hope you guys had a great time listening to that episode. I had a great time talking to Eric. Thank you, Eric. A lot of people, uh, I think we've maybe three, four people in a row first podcast ever and you guys are slaying it that's what this show is all about honestly that's the entire i can't remember if it was this conversation talked about like maybe amanda i can't remember guys i'm so sorry talked about like the the whole point of this show is to mimic whatever people experience at comic cons and e3s where you're standing in line you're like i might as well just talk to this person next to me holy crap we have so much in common because video games love it Eric, thank you for taking the time. I hope you guys stick around for next week because we've got Amanda Hicks. And uh, for all the parents out there, it's a good one for you. Talk a little bit about games at the, at the, at the end, but I really just wanted to I wanted to pull a little nuggets. She, um, Amanda has a daughter who's 12 years old, so she's she's a little further along than, than Lincoln. So I just kind of want to know, like, what am I in for? It's not, it's like a lot of the friends and people I talked to were all in the same kind of boat. But 12, pretty particular. 
for your particular aid, we talk about maybe uh, uh, when to get a cell phone. Johnny Casino. Hi, hi, John. Hi, John. Uh, guys, the music. Hi, how could I not? I think Jason Lacey and I both found this song at about the same time it appeared at ocremix.org. Yeah, that's just, that, why did that sound weird? O-R-G. Oh, I'm sorry. ocremix.org. Um, Street Fighter 2 Burning Vigor. Some good stuff, man. It gets your heart pumping, gets the blood flowing, and gets your you jumping if you're if you're so inclined. Uh, thank you guys for subscribing. If you haven't already, a thumbs up on the video. Even if you're listening to podcasts, head over to youtube.com slash we the nerdy. I really appreciate it. And everything that you're doing, not only for this show, but all the shows, all, not even just the, the Make Us Better group, everybody. Everything you do to support what everybody's doing, uh, encouraging one another, as Alex Van Aken says. Uh, oh, uh, it's probably too late even. Mm, maybe not. Bethesda is, no, Sunday night. Well, by the time you're listening to this, I will have been uh, talking to the to the OK Beast guys about Bethesda. Maybe I'll also probably tweet that out. I don't know if that's just a live thing or maybe it's post that. Anyway, probably should find that out before I ramble on. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Follow the show, We The Gamer Cast. Follow the website, We The Nerdy. It's good times, good stuff. Uh, remember, I'm on If You Run Nintendo. On Monday night, we really have to... Jason, you and I have to chat. What the hell is going on <laughs> tonight monday night uh we got to figure that out uh because because e3 that's a thing uh also i'm on the xbox drive of course with my friend dave moore otherwise this is episode 153 of we the gamer cast now in your ears and eyeballs thank you again for listening i'll be back next week i hope you're there too now it's time for jason i squeezed it in there just in time for jason here he comes anytime now where is he jason 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 Jason! Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!